0: pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of I Date Money and Money Talks. I'm your hostess, guess who? Lisa Jenning, your wealth activator. Today, we are spending time with Tay Daniels. She is a multi-business, owning wife and mom, living in the Midwest, host of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast, certified life and business coach, For women who are ready to start coaching to scaling to 100K plus, she has been teaching women how to step into their CEO shoes, build unshakable confidence, and build a sustainable six-figure-plus business so they can live a life that they not only love, but deserve. Tay is the real, raw, no BS kind of woman that has helped hundreds of women change their lives. Welcome, Tay. Thanks so much for spending time with us this afternoon. I love what you're doing. Such a beautiful mission
1: that you have. What made you get started in this line of work? That's such a loaded question. First of all, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk more about money. But how I got started, how I got into this was really being broke, to be honest. I had $100 in my bank account. I was seven months pregnant. I had wrecked my credit and I was 23 years old and I had no idea what I was doing. I had no direction in life. I had dropped out of college, but I knew I wanted to be at home with my daughter. And frankly, I didn't really have money for daycare, to be honest. And so I was like, I've got to find something to make money. And through finding what I could do to work from home, be with my daughter, make money. I found my passion, I found my love for helping other women make money as well. So I feel like sometimes i I just fell into it when I was just mm-hmm. searching f- to not be broke.
0: yeah, I love that. And you know you you talk about being broke is a bad thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no one wants to be broke. Mm-hmm. there's there's so many visuals that come to mind about being broke. So to tell us what was it like for you growing up around money? What did you know about money? How did you relate to money?
1: Oh, that's such a good question too, because I think that this also ties into the rest of your your money story, right? Is how how it started. So for me, I grew up poor with a single mom. We lived in a trailer and I went to a more wealthy school. So I was known as the poor kid in school and I naturally was made fun of because I didn't have money, were wore brand names, I didn't have a phone, I didn't have like the best car. Um, and so I was kind of just The poor kid, right? And so that stemmed too into how I then operated with money. So growing up into my teenage years, I got multiple jobs so that I could make money. But every time I got money, I would just blow it. And I would just spend it on any and everything because growing up, we didn't go out to eat. We didn't go on vacations. We didn't have money to spend, right? And so we didn't get to do the fun things. And so then when I got my own money, I was like, oh, I'm gonna blow it on everything (laughs) instead of knowing how to operate with money. Well, how did you change that? I actually changed it after becoming a mom and I f- kind of growing up through my 20s, I just did a lot of my own self journey, but then like reading on money and people who are wealthy and it came from this deep rooted mindset and how you actually think about money. And I took a course on with a coach on uh, with money and how you operate with money and found that I was anxiously attached to money. And so I would either hoard it all and never spend it, never invest, or I would blow it all. And there was no in-between. And so through my journey in business, growing my own business, I came to terms with if I can't navigate $100 or $1,000, I'm never gonna navigate $10,000, let alone $100,000. And so I have to create this healthy balance of money is... Nothing. Money is not good. Money is not bad. It's neutral. It's a tool that we can use. And however you think about money, is, how, it's what's going to fuel the way that you operate with money. It's also going to fuel how the rest of your journey goes with money. And so that was the, then what led me to being a certified life coach. And we learned a lot about money um, through that. But I would feel like now I have a very healthy balance of spending and saving. Um, and I, I can easily operate between the two of them. And I just wish, and I tell my husband this all the time, I wish I would have known this 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always going back to, I could have done this
0: differently and just think how much we could have multiplied our money. But
1: today
0: is the best day to start, you know, for those yeah. like there's never, don't have to worry about what happened in the past. Just you have the tools now, let's implement them. So you started off, You you ended up beginning your own business as a VA. Tell us mm-hmm. more about that.
1: Yeah, so when I was at my nine to five, I was just looking for anything to be at home with my daughter, and virtual assisting came up quite a bit. But in at the time in 2016, it wasn't popular, and so I was like, I'm just gonna start a virtual assistant business. I had no idea what I was doing, honestly. I had no clients, I had no experience, I had no business, really. Quitting a nine to five, let alone starting a business, and I searched high and low. I was like, let me just find a few clients. So I just reached out and emailed people, and I was like, do you need an assistant? I will be your assistant, and cold pitched them, which was crazy. And a few people took me up on it. And the few people that did take me up on it were wedding professionals. Some were and some weren't. And through doing that, I found I really loved the wedding industry. It was fun. And at one point wanted to be a planner, but I had a daughter and she was young. And I was like, I can't sacrifice weekends every weekend. I don't I don't have anyone to keep my child. Um, through this journey, I went through divorce um, and with someone who was the primary income. So I was – Left that marriage. He was physically abusive, was then a single mom and trying to rebuild myself, and even went and applied for nine to fives because I was like, Well, I have to put a roof over our head and my business isn't taking off. And so that led me to niching down. And that niche down created my agency within six months. We were booked out. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love your
0: determination, especially with. You know, some of the the roadblocks that you had, I mean, being a divorced, single mom, you know, having a child, worrying about all the expenses. So what was the one tool that
1: you used to help you work through that so that you could make money? Oh, that's a great question. So really was my mindset and determination like you said, I was determined to have a different life than I grew up with and to have that for my child. I was determined that I was going to make something happen no matter what it took. And I think that quitting my nine to five and not really having a plan B really kicks you into gear of like, there's no other option. Sure. You can go back to a nine to five, but I mean, potentially you're going to be back to square one, right? You're going to put your child in daycare, do all the things you said you wouldn't do. And so I just knew that too, if, I've been through worse, right? Like I've been through an abusive relationship. I, I'm being divorced at 23 years old. I'm now a single mom. I grew up poor. I know how to be savvy. I know how to hustle if I have to. And so I was just, my mindset really was determined like, this is it for me. I'm going to make this work. I love that. Just having that,
0: setting your mind to it and then just doing the thing. Yeah. How did you go through all your old money stories? I mean, you've said several times now, That you were poor. (laughs) You were broken (laughs) poor.
1: Yeah. How do you tell yourself that you're not broken, you're not poor? <laughs> that is a consistent thing that I have to go back to because even there was a long time that I felt like once I get to six figures then I will be fixed. I will be healed, my money story will go out the window and all my problems will just melt away with this money that I have. But I hit 100k year in 2020 and my problems did not go away and my money story didn't go away either. And so I then quickly realized that the amount of money that you have actually doesn't matter when it comes to the way you think about money. And You have to truly think about, fix the way you think about the relationship you have with money in order for it to change. And it's not going to change, like I said, with a thousand dollars, let alone a hundred thousand dollars. And so through that was a lot of self-work around the fact that, Money ebbs and flows and it comes and goes. And at this point, I have the skills to always know how to make more money. And so because of that, because I have the skills, that's a lifelong skill that I'll always have knowing how to make money is now I can take that and always make money no matter what. So even if I were to go broke again or lose all of my money, right? So I had to kind of let that fear go of like, even if all of my money just disappeared overnight, which is unlikely, I have the skills to always make more. And so that – but it's also a consistent journey. I mean, now I'm at multi-six figures and some, and I'm the breadwinner of our family. So if something, God forbid, were to happen, we would have to figure that out. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, I'm not going to just go broke. I'm not going to lose the skills that I have. That will never go away. And so I have to remind myself constantly that, like, I can do this. I have built this to where it is today. But it's really a lifelong journey. Like it hasn't gone away for me, that thought of like, what if? <laughs> so it's constantly reminding your brain, like we're safe. We, we've got this under control.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I love that. And, you know, protecting yourself and just knowing that you
0: have that security blanket when you think about your finances, you know, you've run multiple businesses, you help clients build their businesses out to 100K. When you think about that journey and setting up financial, as I like to call it, a wealth activation roadmap, Mm -hmm. what is your best advice that you give to people, to your clients with with having that relationship with money, to to making that bridge? Because so many people, so many entrepreneurs take all of their business money, combine it Mm -hmm. with their personal money, pour everything back into the business and never really Mm -hmm. take it out for themselves. So what's your... um, your advice to
1: your clients when you come up with that mindset of, oh no, no, we gotta do it all or nothing. Yeah. So I think kind of I I do it in two pieces. So I do like your mind work. So what is your actual money story? How do you even think about money? What what did you learn with money when you were growing up? What did your parents think about money? How did you spend money? How do you currently spend money? Because the way that you think about money right now is going to dictate how you sell, how you show up in your business, how you spend money, how you invest money. Then on the flip side of that, it's the actual action part. So there's two parts. Right? There's the selling part. So like you said, you're making money in your business, but then what are we doing with that money? Are we putting it into a team? Are we putting it into a business savings account? Are we investing it into a Roth IRA? Are you actually creating a retirement plan? Are you making your money make money for you in that way, right? With investments? Or are we just getting cash and then sitting on it and hoarding it? Like there's so many realms of the way that you're operating with your money. And so we need to to decide for yourself, like, How do you operate with money? Because everyone's going to be different, but it's also going to play into how much money you're going to make because of the way you think of it. And it really comes down to that, right? Like you could have the skills or the strategy, but if you have a very poor mindset around money, it's going to dictate business. And so again, that's where that life piece consistently keeps coming back into business. So for anyone listening, my tip is to always First, get to the root of the problem. The root of the problem usually stems from childhood or your parents or whoever you grew up around and how they spent and thought about money. And they usually say stuff like money doesn't grow on trees or we can't afford that. And those will then play into your brain. And you have to kind of decide like, do these thoughts actually help me make more money? Are they useful for me? Are they useful for my business? And most of the time the answer is no. And how do we plant new seeds? How do we plant new thoughts? And then once we can do that, then let's take that physical piece and decide what do you, what are the resources you currently have? How can we max those out? And then how can we be smart with our next decisions with mm-hmm. the current money we have and the money we're going to make? Yeah. And it's so
0: important. Thank you for sharing that when it comes to your own, your personal finances with your business, do you practice
1: what you preach? Always, 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 always practice what I preach because if not, that's, we'll come back to bite you right in the ass. Um but I do have a financial advisor who is my lifeline because I'm I wasn't smart when it came to money, right? I I didn't know. I didn't know anything about finances, investing, um and when I say investing I'm talking about like investment accounts, retirement accounts, stocks, um those types of investment, mutual funds. Um so I have a financial advisor because that's what he's good at. I have a CPA, tax planner, all the people around me that They're good at what they're good at. So I can lean on them for things that I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm pretty good at, at what I, what I preach, but I also am very honest with like, I have made lots of money mistakes. And so I'm just going to straight up tell you what they are so that you can avoid them. Um, yeah, I'm pretty open book when it comes to money. (laughs) What are some of the money mistakes that you've made? Oh, that's a good one. Um, When it comes to business, I made the mistake early on of not investing at all. So I s- took all of my money that my business made and I bunched it together in a personal account and paid my bills because I had to survive. And a part of that's like, yeah, that was a mistake because I wish I was more financial- financially literate at the time. But looking back to, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. But I also then at Six Figures had all of my money pouring into one account no business accounts, no business bank accounts, nothing was separate. And again, just not educating myself. So I didn't invest early on in retirement funds. I didn't invest early on in coaches or mentorship. And that really held me back. And then once I finally did, then I went on like an investing spree and like invested all of my money. So I was then balancing that balancing act of like saving and spending once again. Um, But I mean, yeah, i wrecked my credit at 20, before I was even 20 years old completely wrecked my credit and I'm 30 now and I'm still rebuilding my credit. So that was one of the biggest mistakes I learned. But if I could give anyone any sound advice with finances, it's to educate yourself, to like do whatever it takes to, to learn. Because even if you grew up with parents who were not educated in finances as an adult, it is your job to learn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Cause it's, this is not something they teach us in school, which floors me, but and a yeah, lot of same. People- yeah. And a lot of people are not financially literate. They, I mean, some people don't even know what a CD is. <laughs> and for those listening, it's not the music. It's a certificate of it's a form of investment. And, uh, but you know, knowing, like you said, knowing what you know and what you don't know and recognizing that, like I'm not great at tech, but, like I have no yep. tech, tech skills. And so when tech people start talking, I'm like, what What are you talking about? And I realize that when I start talking money and finances, people are like, huh? Mm-hmm. But we're more embarrassed to ask because we should know these things. And talking about mm-hmm. money has been taboo for so long. And you know, mm-hmm. the the intent of this show is to change that. And to, yeah. and to talk about money, to talk about our story, and I love how you weaved in that you know from childhood you hear these stories, and I think money money doesn't grow on trees is one mm-hmm. of the, the idioms that we all grew up with at any age. And it's yeah. a lot because money does grow on trees. You know. Yeah. and, there's a, there's a meme out there that says, well, if money doesn't grow on trees, why do bank have branches?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs>
0: it's like, you know, and as, as a kid back in the 70s, I would tell my mom, money does so grow on trees. It's made out of paper and paper comes from trees. So therefore we should go make some money. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that. So yeah. good.
0: So, but recognizing the root cause of our stories is so important. It's half the battle of, you know, and I liked how you tied it in with your offer because you can't sell your offer if you're tied into these money stories that you don't believe in what you're selling. And everyone has the same opportunity to make money. And yes. what well, we keep telling ourselves like, oh, I can't do that. I don't have enough. I'm living check to check. You don't understand. I don't have any income coming yes. in. Yes.
1: Oh my god. That's my
0: favorite. And I'm like, you have income coming in because you're eating.
1: <laughs> exactly. You have-
0: That money is coming from somewhere, and a lot of people get confused about their income versus their assets. And like, I have a lot of clients that come to me, like, Well, I have no money. I'm like, Okay, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. And they have inheritances that they're living off of. I'm like, Well, what do you call that? Well, that's an inheritance. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's money. (laughs) It's money, and it's money you get to use to live off of. So that could be your income. And this is how we can optimize it and maximize it for you. So let's talk about that. And then they're like, exactly. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I know. I know you didn't know that. And it, it's amazing how the um, the conversation can go in and twist and turn. So I oh, like it sure. at such a young age to to take a stance. And, you know, there's a, you know, growing up in a trailer home, there's a lot of stigma with that. It's It's like, you know, you know, we, the, the van by the river type of thing. And you're just literally, like, yeah. And you're, but you know, you think about all your rich people. I mean, everyone starts at zero, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Jackson's where poorest can be and look at them now. And, you know, exactly Oprah, mm-hmm. she grew up poor and mm-hmm. you know, Jeff Bezos. I mean, he started Amazon in his garage selling books. So, yeah, you know, they're all ordinary people and they just. Exactly. It, it takes one. Them. It takes you. It
1: takes you to make the change for your family. Yeah.
0: yeah, So awesome. I know you talked a little bit about your program and you specialize. Tell us a little bit more about that. What's your elevator pitch?
1: Yeah. So I help life mindset and lifestyle coaches create their first group coaching program. So from $0 and we help you, then you scale it all the way to hundred K years. So our specialty is group coaching, and then we help you build it, sell it, market it and make money, become the breadwinner. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. What's the best way for our audience to connect with you? Absolutely. You can connect with me on Instagram at it's Tay Daniels underscore LLC. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Just had a whole back of sneeze there. <laughs> for those of you watching on
0: YouTube, you saw that. Maybe you <laughs> did. But, well, thank you again, Tay. I really love what you're doing. I love the breadwinner concept. And, you know, this is it. Women are taking over the financial industry. And if you want to be one of them, connect with Tay. She's got an awesome program. So check the show notes. Share this with anyone that you know uh, needs to hear this advice, this money story, and wants to connect with Tay. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.